Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm doing good. Is yeah. there anybody else here but me? Nope, just you, Rob. Nope, just me. Just okay, a sad, good. lonely room. The door creaks. <laughs> Dude, that the is such a good song. The door squeaks. It is such a good song. It is a great song. Anytime I hear it, I'm always like, really? In 1943, they came up with this like dramatic, like dark song. Oh, when no, and that furthered the plot that the character, I mean, that is some, come on. Who played it? Like or- something for the boys is playing down the street. And then we've got the, the, you know, that song going lonely. I mean, come on. I lo- okay. Let's, let's, let's admit it. Oklahoma is brilliant. It is. And you forget it because we're teachers and we're always like, oh yeah, 1943, everything changed. And I, uh, you know, we say it all the time, but really it really did. I mean, it really was a special piece. Have you seen that thing on YouTube where it's uh, a college? I can't remember what college did it. They restaged all of Agnes DeMille's uh, choreography and the original staging, original costumes, original sets, so contemporary audiences could see what Oklahoma looked like back in 1943. Oh, really? Full production is on YouTube. So if anybody oh, wants I- to go see what it looked like in 1943, yeah. either one, go on YouTube or ask me. Because I was a senior citizen back then. That's right, and you, yeah, and you I got you my saw discount. It, like, you saw you got the lottery tickets in the front row. A nickel. I love seeing like the drops and everything though, because oh yeah, you know, and also they weren't amplified. Also, that orchestra definitely had more than fifteen people in that pit. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, it was well, like full orchestras back then in those shows, and they could all belt without any you know yeah. any issues. Try to see that happen today. Shh. That ain't gonna happen in my day. <laughs> in my day, why do you think people don't project? As loudly as in the microphone? Well, I think I think microphones definitely take part of it. I think that the act, everyone's, you know, musical theater actors are, they go to this four year school or two year school and they train, train, train. And I think it's all about finding the moment and like making it really personal. And I'm not saying everyone does that, but I think that it, 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 you look in as opposed to, it used to be you would like Ethel Merman. Come on, she didn't exactly yeah. have. I mean, I know there are Ethel Merman fans out there that are like Kevin, what? But she didn't have the most finesse in the world. She like did the job. She came out there and like, Rah! you know. But 
she was effective. And I, I was just talking with a friend recently about who saw her in the theater and was like, yeah, from the last row, you still could feel her energy coming at you. So I think it really was about projecting that energy as hard as you could to the back. I feel so many acting teachers, and if you're not an acting teacher like this, please forgive me, but I feel so many acting teachers think like good acting is equivalent to film acting. And so many of the acting classes now, especially for musical theater, are in small studios. Yeah. So they don't they they feel too big. Yeah. And then you put them on stage and they get lost. My have them rehearse. Can can you do acting classes in big theaters, please? Right. So that way they can get used to not only feeling their objective, but also being able to feel it, so that the whole back row can also feel what's going on too. Well, it's like auditioning. You know, it's just like every, auditioning. every person we interview for our, for our, you know our long form interviews. Yeah. They they all talk about these days back in the 60s, 70s, even the 80s when they auditioned at the Majestic Theater. They walked in the stage door. You went on stage. Can you even imagine? I mean, nowadays you audition in a room that's smaller than this room. I mean, like you, you know you. Yeah. Would, you literally you you're right on top of everybody. Yes, that's so, weird. I wish I wish they could go back to doing old school auditions where everybody is oh. right there. You can see them all, and isn't that a fun time? <laughs> no, seriously, I think that would be no, wonderful. It's true. It'd also be. I also think as an actor, I'd be like, that's scary as shit, having to get on the Broadway stage and walk out there, and not only be auditioning for the director and all that, but. You're on Broadway stage. You're literally singing at the Palace Theater. I mean, I can't even imagine. That would be no. so cool. That'd guess, be so yeah, cool. Be pretty awesome. I'm, let's, yeah. let's do that. Okay. Let's just break into a theater one night. Yeah, and sure. We'll just, we'll just audition on the stage and see what happens. <laughs> Nobody will arrest us. Do you know right? I love... So when I did a little night music, I used to love either getting to the theater earlier. There are a couple times I was there late, and I would love going downstairs on that Walter Kerr and walking on stage, the ghost lights out, and no, no, there was not a soul in the theater. And I just love it, empty theater. I love yeah. that energy. I love like that. And I don't believe in any of that stuff, but like it, I just love that feeling of like a, an empty house. If you know. really want to see an empty house, just come see one of the shows that I direct. <laughs> Stop you can get a full, a full idea of what an empty house get looks out like. Of here. You're Did I ever tell you this story about? Um, I was talking to a friend of mine. We used to do community theater together, and uh, it's about empty houses. There was a company that was doing a production of The Three Musketeers, and they came on stage and they looked out into the audience, and there were two people. Two people sitting in the audience no. for the Three Musketeers. So they performed the four, first act. The curtain went down. They all started packing up because they're like, we're not going to finish the show for, for only two people. And the artistic director, who was also the lead in Three Musketeers, he rallies Brum-ching. them all. He rallies them all. And he says, you know, only need two people for an audience. We're going to go out there. We're going to give them all we got. So they all went back into place act two, motivated. The oh. curtain went up. They'd left. <laughs> Oh man, that'll learn you. And that <laughs> that'll, that'll learn you. That'll learn you. That'll learn you. Speaking of learning, I hey. have to tell you something. Our favorite things that we do, they're always so um about what's happened prior to us. It's always ago, like a go, a long ago and far away. That's right. I, the most recent stuff, I think, what it was your Shana Taub. Oh yeah, I love Shana Taub. I would like to tell you that I saw something recently. That is now going to be my this week's favorite thing. What? And it is actually still on Broadway. Wait, Rob, you're telling me this is not something that's from an '80s television show. <laughs> this is not. This is not a YouTube clip from 1970 or before. And that this. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> I know you so well. You know what please, is it? Please. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I lo- uh, where? Why did you place your voice like that? I don't know. I I I don't know. I, I just know him so well. It was like I wanted. Isn't to... it good? Okay. 
That's do you ever say I love so fun. I love singing duets in the shower where you have those little musical moments. Oh yeah. Where you're not even singing like one line in a duet. You're not like, baby, you're the bottom, you're the top. You're just like doing both. Wasn't it? Are you kidding? That's like, how are you doing there, John? Chris, <laughs> I got the hot Ravon. We should get drunk and get laid because the end is so near. I tell you, buddy, I had it. I don't want to hear. Get out of here. It's my favorite. That was great. Do you do that? Is that your go-to? What's your go-to yeah, it's shower my cabaret. song? I don't really sing in the shower. What? I know. Isn't that, isn't that weird? I don't I, I don't find myself singing in the shower. I have to like make myself sing in the shower. Oh, really? I'm not a big... I'm, I'm a self-conscious singer, Rob. You have a... Uh, if you've never heard Kevin sing, <laughs> Kevin has an absolutely gorgeous voice. And what I love doing Stop. is putting him in a concert where people first know him as oh, Kevin the interviewer. And then when they hear you <laughs> sing, they are blown away blown away can i tell the don pippen story okay okay so we interviewed don pippen a while back the great maestro the great don maestro pippen. himself donald pippen been in the business now for 50 years he's 90 something yeah. he's currently working on hello dolly um he met kevin and i when we interviewed him he was very nice wonderful cordial i then put him in a concert and i and we were going to do song on the sand from Lacage, and i said kevin's going to sing it and don said oh now wait a minute wait a minute if i'm gonna if i'm gonna play I want to have approval of who's going to sing. I don't even know if this guy can sing. And I want fill in the name of the person that he asked. Incredibly expensive. <laughs> Jeremy Jordan. Jeremy Sorry. Jo- nope. like, 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 like Don Pippen knows who Jeremy Jordan is. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. Don Pippen oh <laughs> really won most of the cast from you know, <laughs> High School Musical because that's one of Don's favorites. After he's done listening to his LP of 110 in the Shade, in comes Sharpay. He puts on that oh that DVD and has a gay old time. Oh, God. Um, I said, not, not going to do it. It's going to be Kevin or nothing. So Kevin then sang, and I, after the concert, Don grabbed me. He's wonderful. Oh. He's so good. I can get him a job. I want to get him a job, blah, blah, blah. So there you go. So if you've not heard Kevin sing, YouTube, Great. Song on the Sand. And hear Kevin's gorgeous oh, voice. It was sweet. He was. It was incredible singing with him playing because I play the piano, and it's always when when you play when you sing with someone that can really play the way he can and really support a singer. It's pretty magical. He's pretty marvelous, He's, right? Pretty. I interrupted you, and I. Oh, I'm you so were, sorry. You so were just going to tell me your favorite thing, and it is, then it we is start talking about me, and I'm, I'm like, sorry. whoa, whoa, no, no, no. whoa! It's something contemporary. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm excited, I, and I know that you saw it, but I know we didn't see it together. Oh, my favorite thing, and I feel like it's going to be my favorite thing for a very long time. Is the new musical Come, Come From, from away. away? You saw it, right? Yes. We haven't even talked about it. We this. haven't talked about so, this yet, Rob. So, listeners, I hope you don't mind. I'm throwing you something new. I have not had an experience in the theater in a long time like the experience that I had at Come From Away. And we are unbiased. Like, we didn't get tickets. Like, no one, like, oh, they, no, 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 they, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, oh, no. they gave us some seats nope. and we, no, it, we this are is reg- truly. Uh, our own yeah I, we are regular uh, we paying, have not talked about nope, this we are regular paying theater goers yeah i don't really know anybody in the cast no nope, I, I, I know the producer kind of yeah but i totally and i walked in knowing the plot but i didn't really know what to expect all i for our listeners who, who aren't familiar come from away is uh, a musical about the the planes that were diverted to gander newfoundland on september 11th uh, and the, the the amount of people that were in the planes that landed practically doubled the size of the community. And so it's to me, the musical is really about uh, our ability to be kind to each other and, and how great this world would be if we could express or 
give off more humanity yeah. than uh, I think we're currently giving off. It's really a great, great, beautiful, beautiful story. That's my opinion. I haven't even spoken to you about it yet. Um, I have. I, I will tell our listeners this. I am recommending this show to everyone who asks me if I'm coming to New York, what should I say? Oh, brilliant. And the reason that I'm asking our listeners to follow it today and why I would like it to be a favorite thing is we are very lucky. I think we're in a very strong season this year for musicals. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- think of Natasha Pierre, Dear Evan Hansen, Coming up soon that we haven't seen yet, Groundhog Day, War Paint, um, Chocolate um, Factory, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, things that have opened. Come trans, from away. Come from away. In transit. We, we're doing really, really well, and I really can't think of a lot of revivals coming. So anyway, my fear, though, is Come From Away is 12 people that play over 100 different roles. There are There's really no set except a few tables and chairs. And it's up to the audience's imagination to be complicit in the storytelling. We have to fill in the blanks. And I think that a small little show like this might get lost in the shuffle. And I don't want it to get lost in the shuffle. I yep. want, and I think, I mean, I think people know that there, there are issues. I mean, it's a musical about September 11th. I don't think a lot of people voluntarily want to relive the memories of that day. And it's also a title that nobody is really familiar with. It's by a wonderful team, uh, Irene uh, uh, Sonkoff, I hope I pronounced that right, Irene Sonkoff, and David Hine. Um, who are married. Who are married. They also wrote My Mother's Lesbian Jewish Wiccan Wedding, which I Wiccan? saw. Wiccan wedding. You've seen it? It was very funny. What? It was very funny. Where did you see that? It was uh, at Nymph. Here? Yeah, Nymph. Nymph. It was a Nymph. Oh it was my very God. funny. Well, good for the... I, I think it's awesome that they wrote this piece, and, and it's like... It's on Broadway. It's I mean, on it just, Broadway. It hasn't been like workshop for 20 years. And it's, no, you know, my God, please. It hasn't been workshop for 20 years. And it's been supported by oh, the wonderful producers over at Junkyard Dog Productions mm-hmm. who, who advocate for only producing original musicals. So they never invest in revivals. Brilliant. And we and I thank them. I thank NAMT. I thank the, the, the school up in Canada that first initiated this project. It is a beautiful reminder of how we should be kind to one another. Uh, so I am advocating for Come From Away because my fear is that it might get lost in the shuffle. But everybody I know who's seen it, and I, I mean, come on, you and I know people that are so critical of absolutely everything. If there's a thread that's incorrect on a dress, it could ruin a whole evening for somebody, yeah. for some of our friends. Yeah. Everyone I know who has seen it has loved it. That I don't know what your night was like. Bef- just as the lights were going down at the end of the show, the audience was already up on its oh, feet yeah. applauding. Uh, so, if you are coming to New York City, I ask you, please go see "Come From Away." Uh, if you don't, if you are not coming to New York, get that cast recording and listen to it. Play it over and over. It is a beautiful experience. And kudos to an amazing cast led by Jen Colella and Chad Kimball and the director Christopher Ashley, who has done a remarkable job in creating this life and like i said you go over 90 different locations you're dealing with over 100 different and characters and it's seamless like it's, and it's, it's seamless it's, it's like i he mo- he puts a hat on and he's another character but yet you you go with it they they establish this kind of vernacular that we're going to live in this style fluid as yeah. can be clear as can be um it is opening on it just opened this past yeah, sunday yeah so uh, I wish them nothing but the best uh, i'm interested to, i'm going to wait a little bit to read the reviews I like to wait a little bit. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is that? I like, I don't know. I like to process everything. Mm. And I, my fear is, is like, I, and I'm sure you guys do this too, you know, you'll get those texts. Did you see what Brantley wrote in the Times? Yeah. Did you see this? Did you see 
take the time, gather all the reviews, and see what everybody says. Um, I am hoping, though, that come Tony season, we all remember Come From Away. Yeah. Uh, and I, I believe it should be rewarded. Yeah. So my favorite thing, I'm so sorry to say, is not something from the past. It is from the present, and it is this beautiful production of Come From Away. I think that is fantastic. So that's mine. Oh, I and I, I second everything you said, by the way. I, I really, I was so moved by it, and it really does inhabit uh, everything I believe in with a music, you know, what a musical can be. That it can't, it doesn't have to be like musical, flashy, jazz hands, but a musical can be introspective and smart and folky. And um, and it felt like the whole piece was was a, a journey in, in, in the best beautiful, best possible way. And I really was, I loved it. The I'm so happy you liked it. I'm so happy you liked it. Um, I am going to take us down the uh, more uh, book side of things. I, I wish I could read. today. <laughs> You, I'm trying to see if it's on your shelf right now, and I'm sure it book is. Book of a musical? Oh no, 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 in no. a, a book, a book, uh, know, not I, of a musical. I also keep a lot of my theater books underneath the sofa. Oh, this is oh, it's a pullout. It's a pullout. Oh, that's cool. For those of you who are curious, it is an IKEA L-shaped sofa. It is. I'm in a lovely chocolate-covered brown. <laughs> it was originally white. It's lovely, Rob. But I eat a lot of Kit Kat bars. <laughs> oh my god. Gross. So it's, I love Kit Kats. Who are you no, to judge but me? But I'm like, what am I in the chocolate right now? I'm you like are. sitting in it. You want to go see Charlie uh, in the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> you just come to Rob's yes, apartment. Just come to Rob's apartment. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What is, is that your book? Oh, I already I know what it is, me. and I do own a copy you see of it. it. You see the yellow cover, I don't you? I see it, and I know exactly what, what it is. What yellow cover is it? This is called Second Act Trouble. It is with a little s- bomb in the by O. By Stephen Suskin. Which we got to get him. I'd love to, Stephen. If you're listening, like, hey, anyone who knows Stephen, please can you? By the way, this book is a nice book. It's is like it? a nice, sturdy. <laughs> what are you gonna build a house? With I was it? like my dad for a minute. Like <laughs> this is the way books should be. That's not how my dad sounds at all. But um, uh, this is this is a really cool book, and and I think that this is actually a great read for for fans of musical theater, but also people who may not know a lot about musical theater. The book again is called Second Act Trouble. Second Act Trouble. Behind the scenes, what does it say? The behind the scenes at Broadway's big musical bombs. And the author? The author is Stephen Suskin. S U S K I N. It is a solid book, like I said. What, so what I like about it is it takes us on the journey of, of these shows that 
were not hits, let's just say, that maybe had some trouble either out of town. There's a couple that never made it to Broadway, which we can talk about. Actually, actually, oh, that yeah. ties in well with the concert we're doing in a couple weeks. Um, and then and then also shows that you may know, like Irene or Fade Out, Fade In or The Act or Golden Boy, which we talked about with Charles Strauss about. Uh, j- just so just very quickly going back to Irene for one quick yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My shower song this week has literally been uh, They Go Wild, Simply Wild Over Me from Irene, sung on the cast recording by George S. Irving. So I, what I thought was you were going to be like, I'm always chasing rainbows. I need to but chase no. rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're killing me. And a little Whoa. trivia on Irene really quickly for our listeners. Bring it. If you listen to the cast recording of Irene, uh, Debbie Reynolds' love interest is played by Monty Markham, a name you might not know. But if you watch The Golden Girls, he's Blanche's gay brother, Clayton. That episode has been on every single day for the last like three weeks, I feel like. Oh, oh she, Clayton, she's in love. With oh, man. Love. She just can't see it, though. She's like, oh, I got to hook him up. Oh, he and Rose are going out. And, and then and Sophia. And then this. Rose, of course, is the cool one who's like, it's OK. Like, it's OK. Yeah, she don't Sophia care. Sophia has that great line, which is, Ma, let's be honest. Ma, how did you know he was gay? I heard him in the shower. What heterosexual man knows all the words to send in the clown? <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's so good. Sorry. Oh, Second act trouble. Oh, man, though. No. Sorry. Bring up Golden Ste- Girls. And Sorry. We'll just get Second going. act trouble. Stephen so, Suskin. So what makes this book, I think, really cool is that not only you get anecdotes by Stephen Suskin, he gives you context for all of all the shows. And I'll talk about a couple of the shows. But, but he... But the book, the, the the real bulk of the book are the articles that he found. So he went back and he did a lot of research. And so, for example, Seesaw 1973, it's not just him pontificating on Seesaw, but it's an article he found by Patricia Bosworth that basically goes in depth at the time she wrote this article in 1973. And it goes in depth, you know, back then they cared a lot more about Broadway musicals. You know, and they published. They they just wrote you mean about journalism. Them. Journalism. journalism I, yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. As a whole, they you, they I think they're a little more mainstream. You know, and so they talk. It wasn't just Hamilton, but it was even a show that didn't succeed. Wait. They would write a big. You know, they would do an in depth cover story about like why is Kelly not working out of town? You know. So so what I like is that it's the, it's the article, but then he'll give little quips in the midst of the article. Yes. And he gives little anecdotes, and then I just love that there's pictures and and you know it's just a very well produced book but i think anyone who wants to understand what it is to have done a musical or to produce a musical or to put a musical up and just how hard it is um i think this gives a real great insider look. and like you said most of the articles are in there are in the moment reporting it's not 20 years later we're looking there's no hindsight yeah he gives hindsight steven does and he gives you really fun anecdotes and he gives you some dirt as well and and he embeds that though into the original article which is very cool that's right and so i I think that this is not just for fans but this is for people who just have a a general you know love of, of musical theater um but i what i enjoy though is how he titles the the sections of the book so you'll get like it's like where, where the, here's one that has four musicals when everything went wrong which is the act seesaw breakfast at tiffany's uh dude which we talked to we talked to someone recently but dude. Je- did jen talk to us about dude no somebody uh, else talked uh, to us about dude. um uh chuck cooper no Ron Fassler. Thank you. Ron Fassler. Uh, so we talked about Dude, and Ron Fassler was talking about Dude. And then there's Star Turns. So you had Hell's a Poppin' or Fade Out, Fade In, the Carol Burnett thing, and um, Irene, you know. Uh, so I just... Uh, salvage Jobs, Golden Boy. You know what? I, what was the title of the first chapter, though? Uh, when Everything Goes Wrong. But, but the act... 
was nominated for Best Musical, and and Liza Minnelli didn't she win the Tony Award for in the end? Right, but I think that it was like because you know just everything the whole yeah process. like she okay. had the one director, and then they got rid of him, and then she was like sleeping with like uh, what's his name, the big it was movie director Martin Scorsese. Yeah, and then but then like they had like another quick. I could read the chapter for everybody right now, <laughs> like but I think books I'll on, wait. Books on tape. Um, yeah. That's interesting, yeah. It, yeah, so I think that, I mean, he lets things fit into those categories, but um, I, I just think it's a really fun read, and the beauty of it is, is actually, it, for those of you who are fans of musical theater, you, you don't have to read the whole thing. If you're like, hey, I want to read about Mac and Mabel right now, well, just go, go to Mac and Mabel. I feel like I'm on like I'm, the Home Shopping Network right now, <laughs> and I feel like I'm like <laughs> like trying to sell this book, but it, I really love this book, and I really love... Um, how how it was made, and it's I think a, it's a good read. Yeah, it's an absolutely marvelous book. Cry for us all, anybody? Uh, you know what? I was just listening to the record of Cry of for us all. Of course you were. I was. Of I really was. Of course you were. Because I'm still trying to. Did bring... it ever make it to Broadway? Yeah, it did, but it was like only eight performances or something like that. I think. Okay. I think I'm right on that. But did I Kelly think. make it to Broadway? Yeah, played one night. That was the big. Th- Breakfast at Tiffany. Oh yeah. Breakfast at Tiffany's. He closed out. David Merrick closed it out of town. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And I think he said something along the lines of like, "I respect my audiences too much to try to give <laughs> yes, them this." Totally. You're like, you know what? You might be a nut job, but good for you for at least sparing us that. Because I know a lot of producers who bring in stuff, They're regardless just, if it's any good or not, and just hoping it'll it'll hoping it'll pass by. So right. thank you, David Merrick. I guess for, for some, all you did. For all you did. Um, are there any songs from the concert that's coming up? That was. Are you doing anything from Breakfast at Tiffany? So we should tell people oh that gosh, there's. Yes. Let, I, it's not a plug, but it's something that I think if you listen. It to is it, now. It is now. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Up next is Ivanka Trump's jewelry line. <laughs> we should have listeners. If we had a Broadway shopping network, would you watch it? And what would we sell on there? This is Lin Manuel Miranda's paper plates. <laughs> when Do you know what I just found in my? Uh, I was going through an old box at home, and I found these sunglasses that Stritch gave me. That she 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 literally ordered her white sunglasses, and I I was it was like closing day. She's getting rid of her shit, and she's like, "Here, Kevin." This is, she was a joke, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll sign them." You're gonna have my glasses, and I was like, "Really." Are you, are you serious, Elaine? You know how much money like, that's worth, Kevin? There were fucking there were. Do you know how glass, many men but, right now? But so I think that's something we could sell on Home Shopping oh, Network. Absolutely. White stretch glasses, oh, or just the, the whole stretch uniform: white button-up shirt, black tights, white glasses, and a little little sailor's cap. Oh Done. my gosh! You're we should create a Broadway line and sell it at like Target and Walmart. <laughs> Moo-moos by. <laughs> this so is bad. the. So Moo-moos by who? Barbara. <laughs> Bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wrong. I know you're going to want me to edit that. I'm keeping that in there. I think that's so funny. <laughs> so bad. I love the movie. Oh, by, gosh. Moo's oh. by Barbara Cook. Bar- Moo's well, by Barbara Cook. Moo's by Cook. There's nothing wrong with a good Moo. I love a good Moo. If I could wear one, I totally would. <laughs> If you showed up to work without your uniform on, which by everyone should know that Rob's uniform is usually a button-up shirt with a sensible sweater pulled over, which he's actually wearing right now. But you could, I, I'd love to see you don a nice little moo Like little, a Mrs. Roper, like with yeah. the big. We should totally do that. Oh my God, that would be great. Bob Fossey Black. Black shirt, black pants. Comes with fake cigarette. Comes, comes with fake cigarette, That's derby, right. and prophylactic. <laughs> Really get you in the oh the yeah five six so, seven eight. That's been a favorite <laughs> things, everybody. Hope you enjoyed yourself. That's the sizes they come in five six seven eight. 
I'm just going to let that one. That's really good. Well, if anybody wants to invest, you can find... Oh, our concert. <laughs> oh, right. We're trying to promote ourselves, and we can't even do that right. Meanwhile, oh. I've sold no tickets to the concert, but we have 20 orders for Barbara Cook's Moo. <laughs> Her purple moo's are going fast, Her purple moo's are going really fast. Buy now, and you can do the price plan. Okay, so yeah. it's on the 21st of, of, of March. Of March. Okay, so here's the concert. But it's cool. That, it's a cool concept, Rob, and you came up with this. I did. Thank you. It's called Broadway Bound. Right. It's going to be at Feinstein's 54 Below. We have two shows, a 7 o'clock and a 9.30, uh, but the, and we're going to record it, so if for some reason you can't come, don't worry. I'm sure you'll get access to it at some point on YouTube. Uh, the premise of the concert is to celebrate the musicals that did not come to Broadway but were announced for Broadway. Some of them had theaters already. I uh, believe I was in one of those shows, Rob. I was going to say, Kev, Kevin is in one of those because uh, we are representing Rebecca. Oh, God bless Rebecca. Mr. Thomas was uh, had a nice role in and was going to make uh, a big splash, and unfortunately yeah. that didn't happen. That's okay. But we're going to we're gonna do a contemporary A lot of things. other good stuff, too, I we're think. We're doing Rebecca. We're doing Nerds, um, which we know. You know, oh, close on the road. That's recent. And then we're doing some things that, like, we're out of town and never came in, like Pretty Bell and Pleasures and Palaces. And then Frank Lesser, Frank Lesser's and last some, musical, yep, and Julie Stein's. The Pretty Bell. We've we've talked. Wait, about that Pretty was Bell a favorite thing. Show. That was the old rape musical. Yeah, but, which but, yeah. Go back, folks, if you want to know about Pretty Bell. We did a favorite things like I want to say six months ago on it. Yeah, but, but um, but but great, some fun stuff in that score, even though it's a little and, wacky. And then we're doing a couple of shows that never really got beyond the, never even got to a workshop or rehearsal phase. Like for example, we're doing uh, a song from the Captain America musical, which was supposed to come out in nineteen, yeah, nineteen eighty seven. It was supposed to be John Cullum. Wow. As Captain America, and listen to this. I think, I think this is so fascinating. It was supposed to open up in 1987. It was going to star John Cullum as, as Cap- Captain America. As Captain America. They even went so far as to costume him. And there's a great publicity shot no. of John Cullum dressed as Captain America. But here, guess what the plot was of Captain America? Are you ready? Uh, the plot was that Captain America was going through a midlife crisis and was questioning his identity in the world and decided he did not want to be Captain America anymore. But then his he wife... He wanted to be Queen America. He wanted to be... <laughs> Sorry. questioning. But then his wife, uh, who was running for president or was going to be the president, was kidnapped. And he had to don the outfit again and go save her. Uh, the original casting ideas for Captain America after John Cullum, it was, uh, they pitched it to Hal Linden, Richard Kiley, and Ken Howard. Wow. And John Cullum, and he accepted. And then the women were the for his wife, Linda Lavin and Cloris Leachman were both up for the role. Um, and so anyway, never went anywhere. There's an amazing song from it called Nobody Asked Me to Lead the Parade This Year, which is all about how, uh, as a superhero, he's being replaced by younger superheroes, which is a great number. And then we're doing a number uh, from uh, 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 Never... Oh, uh, Babe. The Babe Ruth musical that nice. Alan Menken and Howard Ashman wrote. Nice. So it's going to be a really eclectic evening. We've got people like Phyllis Newman are gonna are gonna appear in the concert and talk about her experiences on on both Pleasures and Palaces and How Do You Do I Love oh, You. Oh, that's so cool! And you're hosting it with Jennifer. I'm hosting it with Jen. Yeah, so we've got a lot of previous guests like Jen Tepper and I are hosting it. Um, uh, Lonnie Ackerman. Is going to be in it. Jim Walton, who we interviewed, is going to be in it. Uh, It's going to be a really, really fun evening in the theater. So please, if you're in New York City, March 21st, two concerts, both have separate um, bills. So, Mm. you know, 
7, 7 o'clock, 9.30. Come join us. It's really going to be a wonderful evening. Cool. Um, and Kevin is in it. Kevin is in I'm it. singing a song from the Arthur musical. Arthur musical. Which was written by... Lay it on me. Who the, wrote this musical? Marta Kaufman and David Crane. And what else did and they And Michael Sklough, who did Friends and Personals, which was your very first My Favorite Things. It really was. So how's that full circle? How That's like kind of that? funny. The people who wrote Friends... It's a good song. a musical. I think it's a It's a silly fun, little song. I love it. It's, it's going to be fun. It's a fun score. Yeah. Um, well. So... Go see the concert, yeah. and then after the concert, go see Come From Away, and on your ride home, pick up a copy of Second Act Trouble by Stephen Suskin. Well done. Thank you. We'll see you all next Bye, time. Everyone. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. I dream the dream of days to come, where sponsorship is high and money is forthcoming. That's beautiful, Kevin. I really added a voice onto that one, too. (laughs) I really was trying to go for something there. Listeners, we love creating this podcast, but it does cost money. Please don't make me sell my Angel record. Oh my gosh, the original cast recording of Angel. That like nobody has. Nobody has it. If you like what we are doing and want us to keep doing more of it, please head over to patreon.com what? that's p a t r e o n.com patreon i feel patreon yeah patreon 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 yeah once you're there search for behind the curtain broadway's living legends and of course we don't expect you to give without receiving some great rewards. Such rewards include behind-the-scenes videos, shout-outs on future episodes, mm. or episodes, depending on what part of the country you're from, because <laughs> I said episodes, and early access to some of our podcasts. Hell, for the right price, Kevin and I will come to your apartment and act out all of Agnes of God. <laughs> so head over, friends, to P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com to help us out. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.